Hello, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded for our online service. We're not meeting at our church buildings at the moment, so tune in live this Sunday for our next online service by going to weareone.church or finding us on Facebook. Hi there, my name's Chris. I'm here to read to you the reading for today, which is from the prophet Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let's listen to Nath as he brings the words this morning. Fantastic. Thank you, Chris, uh, for reading our key verse of this series. Um, My name is Nathan, and it's my privilege to bring part one of our Christmas series where we are going to be unwrapping the generous gift of hope. It's a real privilege for me to be able to to preach today. Um, This morning, we're going to be looking at the gift that is Jesus. Next week, we're going to be looking at wonderful counsellor, as read so well by Chris there. And then week three, we have the privilege of listening to Dr. John Andrews, and he's going to be preaching on Jesus, the Prince of Peace. So we are in for some really great stuff. This is going to be an uh, excellent series to dive into with one another. Um, And the, the verses that Chris just read, um, perhaps they're quite familiar to you. They are certainly well read, well used at Christmas time, and they're found within the book of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah was a prophet, and what's interesting about what we just read is that it was written 700 years or so before Christ was born. So it's a prophecy, we read that, we believe as Christians, about Jesus prophesying the birth of Jesus. And this, this book, the book of Isaiah, You could really, there's so much that's happening in there. There's loads of prophecies that are happening in it. Some of them are a little bit difficult to read and understand. But really, you could distill the content of that book down into two main categories. One, being judgment, and two, being hope. You see, of judgment, there's, there's loads of stuff that the prophet says basically to God's people. That if you continue acting the way you're acting, doing what you're doing, then you will be handed over to the consequences of your actions. If you continue to turn your back on God, this is what's going to happen. There'll be chaos and pain and captivity and hurt and all that will come with that, effectively being handed over to the consequences of their own actions. But in that, in the hurt, in the chaos, in the pain, in this book, we see this thread of hope. And now right at the start of this series, I want to say this, that wherever you find yourself at the moment, with, with however this year has been, continues to be, however chaotic it may feel, whether it's good or bad, whether you feel like you're in some form of captivity at the moment, there is and always will be hope in the name of Jesus. And this is, this is the hope that we're going to be looking at and focusing on and unwrapping together in this series. Like before I continue, let's just let's pray. Let's pray that God speaks to us, whether you're watching this live right now from your living room or wherever, or whether you're watching this later on in the day or in the week. I pray that God would speak to you in these moments and impart some hope into your life in Jesus' name. Come on, pray with me, and then we'll continue. So Father God, we thank you that we can gather virtually like this, or some in the room here um, today. 
And Lord God, I pray that your word would speak to us today, speak directly into our lives and into our situations and would change us from the inside out. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I, I love the question that we asked at the beginning of this service. Have you ever received a gift you did not want? And I love some of the answers. Those socks that Liam, with Liam's face on, like I hope that he's going to make more of those because um, I want to own a pair. Um, but I'm sure we have all of us received a gift that we didn't necessarily want. Maybe you have given a gift that you, you know wasn't quite right, that you saw it in the eyes of the person that you gave it to that like, oh, you don't like that, do you? You see, I remember one Christmas where I spent a lot of time looking for the right coat to buy for my sister. I did research, I asked her friends about it, I went to a few different shops looking for the perfect coat. I wrapped it up, I gave it to her on Christmas Day, and her words said, thank you. Her eyes said, I hope you kept the receipt. Like, just, just so disappointed with the coat that I had given to her. Um, and this is the same sister, by the way, that would go on to preach a message about gratefulness leading to gratefulness, and apparently an es- a message that's easier to preach than to practice. Um, but she, she was, yeah, just disappointed and, and wanted the receipt. And I wonder if you've received a gift like that, where you're just like, I hope I, hope I can return this. And, and you know what, that, that gets me thinking, in life there are circumstances, situations, moments, things that we do that sometimes we go, I wish I could just take that back. I wish I could return that. I wish that never happened to me. I wish that I never said that. Um, this year, perhaps for you, is a whole year that you would look at and go, is there a receipt for 2020? Can I give 2020 back and replace it for another year? Because it's just not gone how I would have imagined, how I would have wanted. And can I, can I get the receipts for 2020 and just, just hand that back? And however this year has been for you, however like, chaotic or whatever's gone on, it's, it's been given to us. This, this is it, we have it. And, and that's, this year, 2020, has been gifted and all that's come with it has been given to us. With all of that, what we read in Isaiah, and right at the start, and this is what I want to focus on for my message, right at the beginning, it says, to us a son is born, and to us a son is given. And that word in its original language means gift, that a son is gifted to us. So before all of this, before all of this has happened, before every event of our lives takes place, there has already been a gift that has been given to us in Jesus. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time, isn't it? It's the birth of Christ. And, and that's what we celebrate and come together and, and are celebrating now. But in Christ, we have this gift. I love what it says in John 1 in the message version. It says that God put on and bone and stepped into the neighbourhood. See, Jesus being born, he lived a sinless life and died a sinner's death in our place. He died for us on the cross, taking on his shoulders, our sin, our wrong, our error and died a sinner's death, rose again in victory three days later, conquering sin, conquering death, and making a way for you and I to know God, to be reconciled to him, to be redeemed. And so in Jesus, we have this gift of salvation. We have this gift of forgiveness. We have this gift of eternal life and life to the full. In Jesus, we have the gift of hope, this gift that has been given to us. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas time. And there's so much that comes with that gift. There's so much that I can talk about what that gift means to me and what I'm sure it means to many of us that are watching today. But just to name a few, that gift of Christ, what it gives me, it gives me confidence. 
You see, I don't need to hope that I will impress you with this message today. I don't need to hope that I will gain affirmation or that people will like me every day. See, my hope and my confidence doesn't come from that. My hope is found in the gift of Christ who already validates me, who already says that I'm loved and chosen. That, what, how, how much confidence does that give me? That gift of Christ, it gives me assurance. I don't need to hope every day or every month that I'll make ends meet or be able to provide for my family or that financially I'll be secure from now until forevermore because my hope, it's not in my finances. My hope is in Christ who knows what I need. He's my provider even before I ask. I don't need to hope that tomorrow will be perfect or that it will be plain sailing or that nothing will ever go wrong for the rest of my life. I don't need to hope that because my hope is found. It's not found in how plain sailing all things will be in my life. My hope is found in Christ who actually says that there will be trouble in this life. But take heart because I have overcome. My hope is found in Christ who has overcome anything that I might face. What confidence, what assurance, what peace comes with this gift of Christ. Now is that a gift that you have received? Do you do you, do you feel that has been handed to you because Christ, yes, came for the world, but that includes you. That is a gift that God has given to you and to me, this generous gift of hope in Christ. And I want us to catch this today, and this is my prayer that we would catch this, that when we receive that gift, when we would tr truly have that gift of hope, we share it. You see, what we have, we share. And when we have hope, we share hope. When we receive hope, we spread hope. You see, whatever you have, you will share. And let me, let me explain this. If I can just push the, the, the analogy of a gift a little bit further in this message. Um, what you have, you'll share. At Christmas time, like we did this morning, we will wrap gifts for one another. We'll think about them. We'll put them in a little box and we'll give them to one another. But I want to suggest to us today that we are giving gifts all year round. Like each and every one of us, you are constantly giving a gift. Like, let, let me explain. See, your time is a gift. Your words are a gift. Your attention, it is a gift. And the question is, is it a gift that's worth receiving? Or do we leave people kind of wanting the receipt, like wanting to exchange that? Like, I'd rather not have what you've just given me there. And this year in particular, I've noticed this in myself. I've noticed this in, in many others. It's so easy to have fear. It's so easy to have a sense of pessimism um, and criticism about how, how things are going in the world around us. And if we are fearful, if we are pessimistic, or if we are critical, guess what we're going to gift to the world? Guess what we're going to give to one another? Like, so with our, with our words or with our conversation, it's so easy with our interactions, perhaps with a stranger or with those that we know, to just take our fear and say, you know what, here's, here's everything that could go wrong and why you should be scared. You're welcome. Or, or with our pessimism in perhaps using social media as an example, to take our pessimism, here's everything that is wrong and why it will continue to go wrong and why I'm going to talk to you about that and I'm going to, I'm going to gift you with a little bit of pessimism or, or, or criticism. It's so easy and I know how easy this is for me just to become, like in our interactions, conversations, for example, to become a little bit critical. You know, they never, they're always the government, like, don't get me started on what Boris is doing or one church, they're always, they never, they're always saying this, they're never saying this and before we know it, we are gifting people with our criticism because what we have we will give to others but if we have hope if we've received hope in Christ we will share that hope we will share that and gift that to our world I want to read this to you and it's found in the in 1 Thessalonians and Paul this is just a part of his letter he's writing to the Thessalonian church who were going through a really difficult time 
a time not too, too dissimilar to what we are facing at the moment where our, our freedoms are inhibited a little bit. They were being persecuted as the church there, so they couldn't do what they wanted to do. It was a difficult time for them in the world around them. And Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians 2 to 3. He says, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds and enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, whenever we think of you, we think of your faithful work, loving deeds and enduring hope. So why did they have faith, love and hope? They had it because of the gift they had received in Christ. They had those things because they had received that. And no matter what was going on in the world around them, it didn't matter what was going on in the world around them. What mattered was who was Lord of their world, and that was Jesus. And that enabled them to have faith, love, and an enduring hope. I wonder, have you received this gift? Have you received this gift from Christ, this hope that we have in him? And does that inform your words, inform your thoughts, your conversation? And does it enable you to carry that hope to your world? Like, I love seeing this outworked in the life of our church, and there's been so many great stories that I've heard recently. Greg, what an amazing example we heard this morning of just going out into the streets of Gloucester and sharing hope into some very hopeless situations. Like, what an amazing example that is, and great that we have the opportunity to do that and partner with um, Gloucester City Mission this Christmas. But recently, I heard a story of a lady in our church, Rose, who's given me permission to share this. In response to the typhoon that hit in the Philippines, she decided to, to raise some money, um, and she raised enough money just in response to that to feed 51 families um, and to fix two roofs that were blown off by the typhoon. And what's, what's happening there is Rose is taking the hope that she's received in Christ and she's sharing it. She's doing what she can, where she can. An amazing story, like well done Rose and those that contributed to that. Another example that I heard recently um, was a grow group. They raised some money to, to put towards and give and, and um, buy some sleeping bags for the homeless that are in um, Gloucester. They also raised enough to partner with a local charity to buy 135 meals um, to give out to those in need this Christmas time. Just a grow group did that. And those are two just quick charitable um, collaborative examples of what can happen when we take hope and we share hope. It can make a real difference, but more than just collaborating and doing something charitable, our conversation and our interactions and our words can carry hope and we can gift hope to our world. We are always giving a gift. The question is, is it a gift that's worth receiving? What are you putting out into the world, in your workplace, in your school, in your family? Are you sharing, are you carrying and giving the gift of hope found in Christ? There's my encouragement. I just want us to to think, do I, have I received that? Is that a reality for me? Or is it a concept? Is it something that I love to celebrate at Christmas time? Is it a reality that informs and affects everything that I do? What would it look like to focus on the hope that I found, the gift of Christ each day, and to allow that to change my world? I want to, I want to end my quick encouragement today with this thought and it's it's the continuation of what we read so to us a child is born to us a son is given is gifted and then it says and the government will be on his shoulders and our theme for this series is going to be hope and the hope that we have 
and what difference that hope makes and how we can share boxes of hope to our world. Just a side note on that, we could either see these as a little bit of a gimmick, that that's a nice idea, or we could really lean into this and, and decide and pray, like, God, show me someone you want just to, to catch a little bit of hope. Would this be this gift of hope, this little box of hope? Would this be an opportunity to spark a good conversation, to spark some hope in someone that just needs a little bit of hope right now? But the government will be on his shoulders, it says in Isaiah. And I don't know about you, but it feels like we've listened to the government more than ever before. Um, heard more updates than I ever have done before, listened to the regs and read different regulations and rules. And they have like some mammoth decisions to make, don't they? And they, they've got some great weight on their shoulders at the moment. And like, we must pray for them. We must like offer them to God and say, God, give them wisdom, give them clarity, help them lead our nation well. Um, like, let's not jump on the critical bandwagon and try and tear down everything they're doing. Let's, let's like pray for them in Jesus' name. But when all is said and done, the, the governing of the universe, like the final say, the fate of all humanity, doesn't rest on the government of the United Kingdom or of any world government. That rests on the shoulders of Jesus Christ. The government will be on his shoulders. And someone needs to hear this and be reminded of this today. Because what can happen is we can look to our government and become critical, pessimistic, and think they're doing everything right, doing everything wrong, whatever it might be. But they don't have the final say. It's Christ who is sovereign. It's Christ who's still on the throne. And Christ will have the final say with everything that's going on. Yes, in this situation, but beyond. He is on the throne and our hope is placed in and it's found in him. And yes, in terms of what happens in our nation, but also what happens to us as individuals. And I feel like when I was prepping and praying for this message that there are some people and right now the, the weight that you are carrying is unbearable. The weight that feels like it's on your shoulders is crushing and it's causing you to become hopeless. You've become hopeless because of the weight. And that might be a financial situation that you're trying to govern at the moment or it might be a family dynamic that you're trying to navigate and the weight is so, so heavy or a relationship that's not quite working out or, like I said, a financial situation which is just weighing you down at the moment. Like, I just need to remind you that the government is on his shoulders and that's for us as individuals too. And in this moment, you can, I believe in Jesus' name, take that weight that was never yours to bear and hand it over to Jesus. Say, Jesus, this, this is too much for me to handle. Like, I, I, I can't carry this alone. I can't do this alone. I'm, it's causing me to become hopeless. I need to place this on your shoulders and find my hope in you. Jesus said to, to worry for nothing and pray about everything. We're, we're invited in 1 Peter 5 verses 6 to cast our anxiety, verse 7, sorry, to cast our anxiety on him because he cares for you. Yeah. Are you becoming crushed under the weight of something, whatever it might be, that you should never be carrying? The government is on his shoulders. Right now, I want to pray for you if that is you. And would you lean in and just pray in your living room, like wherever you are listening to this, if you've been shouldering a weight that you know you shouldn't be carrying, it's become too much. Like just right now in the name of Jesus, I pray God that you would help these people, help whoever is listening, this, this applies to, just to hand that over to you. God, help us to cast our anxiety onto you, to cast our fear, to cast our burdens onto you. Your yoke is easy, your burden is light. 
I pray even as I speak, there would be an ease, there would be a lightness, there would be a relief of the weights that have been placed and we would trust you. We'd find our hope in you and we would place all of our cares and all of our worries and all of our plans and futures and whatever it might be onto your shoulders because your shoulders, Jesus, are broad enough and strong enough to carry it and you will carry us now in the future and whatever that may consist of in Jesus' name. So, Father, help us to be hope carriers, to take this hope that we have received from you and to gift it to our world each and every day, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.